With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. W-J-B-R Internet Radio For the inquisitive mind And the sophisticated ear But you were looking the same way, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> that goes both ways, ladies. Uh, so I, this is like, this is too fun to be, you know, to get spruced up, you know. So um, here we go. <laughs> hey, it's your girl, Monifa, and you are tuned into Brunch in the Basement with Javon. Okay, no. Did you just listen to that? Okay. We're going to keep that. <laughs> But let me get it. You know I am, and I'm going to send it right back to y'all. That's what I'm going to do with that. What's up? It's your girl, Monifa, and you're tuned in to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. Hey, this is Leon. That's right, Leon, from some of your favorite movies, and I'm at Brunch in the Basement with uh, Therese and Javon. Stay here, stay here with me. Stay here, stay here with me. Stay here, stay here with me. Still in the basement, no longer alone With my homegirl Therese on the microphone Music politics are just chatting it up Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up You never know who might run through Legendary artist or someone brand new You miss a lot when you miss one day At least that's what I heard somebody say But it doesn't really matter what whoever says It's always a good show with your bonnet to rest. Yeah. Brunch in the basement. With your bonnet to rest. Yeah. yeah. Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. <laughs> One day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. But she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She just. Cause she wasn't even there, actually. But anyway. With Tom, so. And we thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, thank well, thank you. This part, that little piece, I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself. But no, just do this.
Hey everybody, how you doing today? I hope everybody's feeling groovy. You know, groovy like uh, like me. Just really, really feeling. All right. So anyway, <laughs> hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. Is that you, Poppy Chulo? How you doing, Pop? Yes, you are watching and listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese on WJBR Internet Radio, the best brunch on Saturday. I hope everybody is doing well. And just to remind everyone that you may hear explicit language, gospel music, house music, jazz, pop, different opinions, just different types of stuff, right? And... And, and, just a reminder, WJBR is licensed via Live 365 and covers listeners in the USA through Sound Exchange, ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC in Canada through SOCAN and ReSound, and the UK through PPL and PRS for music. If you are watching on Facebook, please move over to YouTube, WJBR Internet Radio. You, uh, YouTube will let us play, and Facebook will definitely uh, cut cut us off if we play a song that they think that whatever they think, and then they will give it back to us later, and by that time, who cares, right? A reminder that the number to call in is 347-996-5394. The telephone lines are up and operating today and yes pop ain't he so cute look at that picture isn't he handsome so cute the views information or opinions expressed during brunch in the basement series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of wjbr internet radio hi pop Mm. i have to come to new york just to see you just so i can get a hug and actually, me and a group of folks, we we planning a trip uh, to Vegas. And that mm, be nice. Um, good morning, Doc. How are you? That's what's up. And um, Connie, I haven't received your email, so I am still looking for you. So maybe if you sent it, I, I missed it. I don't know. Um. Yes, this is WJBR Internet Radio for the inquisitive mind and the sophisticated ear. Really, um, choppy feedback on my mic. I don't know what that's about. Any better? Is that any better? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what the feedback is about. All right. Uh, tell me about the music. I'll play some music and let me know how that is going. This is better, maybe because I wasn't speaking into the microphone. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Is better, like, perfect, or is it, do I still need to do something to it? Because it sounds it sounds good coming into in, into my uh, headset. 
and that's typically how I. There's still feedback. That's interesting. Feedback. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. I don't know. We'll work it out as it goes along. Um, Let me know how the music sounds. Maybe there's something in there. Okay, so the music is choppy and my vocals are choppy. I do not know what's going on. Thing I could do to fix it. Um, let me think. How about this? I will play a video, and while the video is playing, I'll try to fix something. So just give me a second and let me get that going. This way it won't look crazy that I'm not there. Let's see, where's the video? Give me a video, something. Must have some music video or something up, right? Let's go with this. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Social media is powerful. We can do something with this. If we want to change, we can really truly make it happen. You know, we sit out here and talk about, oh, we need the next so-and-so and this and that. No, you don't. No, you don't. Start in your own home. Start with you. Is it because I'm black? 
Somebody tell me what can I do? Oh, something's holding me back. I wonder is it because I'm black? Ah, oh, it is wonderful pity. I was raised in a ghetto city. How's this? Is it any better? Let me know if you can hear me. Hello. Let's see how this sounds to me. Can anybody hear me? Can somebody let me know? Did you say yes, as in yes, I sound better, Pop? Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I had to, you know, do my Tammy too much. <laughs> so great. I'm glad. I'm glad it sounds better. Um, thank you all for chiming in and helping me to make this show the best it can possibly be. Let me tell you, there's no me without you. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. Uh, welcome to the show, Darlene. And uh, Queen Loretta, what's up, baby? How you doing? 
I'm hearing a little echo myself, a little echo of myself, but it could be this. So let me just, I don't know if that, maybe I'll leave it on for you guys if it sounds better. So let me not mess with that. Um, anyway, I hope everybody's feeling well. I hope everyone is having a great day so far. Um, I hope your week was good and, um, you know, there's just a lot going on in the world, and I hope your world is a positive place to be. I I just hope that everything is great. Oh, I'm looking good. Thank you. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm working on it, Loretta, a little bit. I'm working on it. Things our people feel. I'm not exactly sure what you mean by that. coming in loud and clear and see the thing is is that i have two systems going on so let me just i'm gonna just for a second just to see if it's one thing or or the other because i'm hearing a little bit of an echo so let me just check something out here how is this do i still sound good or do i need to put the other system back on just turn something off um let me know if I still sound good. And I'm going to play a song. You let me know if that sounds good as well. Um, Let me know how the music sounds. Uh, Let's do this. How's the music? Can you hear the music? Everything is great. Thank you. 
needs a dress. Just lay back and relax and let's vibe for just a minute. I'll cook your favorite food while we dine. Have some wine with a strawberry instead. We can do what you want to do. Even if it means nothing at all. I just want to spend a day with you. Let's take advantage. Of this little bit of rain
You're listening to WJBR Internet Radio. You know I can't do just a little bit. You know, therein lies my conundrum. <laughs> oh, man. We still waiting for Therese to pop up. Pop, can you check in with Rezzy Poo for us and see if she's coming through today? And if she is, we got all day to wait for her. If not, if not, I just want to put this out there that we um, probably, possibly have either one of two guests coming next week. Either we will have um, Miss. Well, I'll leave her as a surprise, but maybe we'll have Nathan James come up because the January 6th committee should be having more um, hearings this coming week. And at the end of those hearings, I like to have someone politically inclined discuss what we heard and what we learned. I just want to put it out there that in my estimation, to my in my opinion, there's nothing more important for American citizens right now than what is going on with the January 6th committee and voting in these upcoming elections. Um, y'all know every, every Saturday I say the same thing. There's nothing more important than voting. We have to do it. We need to flip two more, two more Senate seats, and we need to um, retain what we have in the House. Um, if we, if we don't, then we can't, and that's, then we lose it all, and that's just the way it is. It's just, just the way it is. Um, yeah. So it's important that we do that, that we vote, that we also educate people as we have the opportunity to do so, you know? Yeah. So in the meanwhile... Let's look at a rapid fire with Celicia Johnson. How about that? Let's do that. Is it okay to do rapid fire with her now, Javon? Because I want to do it, and we're being cued to do it. So that's a wonderful thing right there. Okay. Yes, okay, I'm nervous. Go. Black people. Amazing. Love. Romantic. Food. Tastes so good. Oh my God. Mm. Champagne. Popping bottles? Community. Support. I never get any, <laughs> and I ain't had none. So you up next, Javon? Heck, I'm right. gonna give you the number of months, but I'm celibate at this moment. You know, that's that, a subject, subject Therese. You didn't remind me. <laughs> that's why your skin's so clear. <laughs> Cause I ain't. Yeah, <laughs> that word is very close to celebrate. So you know, come yeah. on. There you go. There you go. So um. Music. Mondays. Education. Professor. Family. Crazy. Or, yeah, yeah, enthusiastic. 
enthusiastic. Uh, uh, me? I don't know. Shaka Khan. Come on, I feel for you. I think I love you. <laughs> She muted my mic on purpose. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. Why, Monique was messing? Was she being the game too? <laughs> did you, did you want, to, did you want to contribute to at Rapid Fire? Come on, Monique, do it. No, okay. she said she didn't. She said oh. she didn't. That's why. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Give me some good ones. All right, I gotta think of the words and shit, y'all. Y'all be on the spot. I want to spot with you, Felicia. Okay. Organic. Food. Set. I don't get it. Said that one already. Got to do another one. Oh, you did? I'm sorry. I was I was helping somebody. Okay. Damn. Uh, it, it, we can say it again. I don't get any. <laughs> she still ain't getting on since the last time she was asking. <laughs> okay. Or should I say drought? Okay. <laughs> right. Love. Said that one. Say another Damn, one. Oh, God. Damn. The dude came in and threw me off. Uh, okay. Exercise. Daily. Amen. Uh, future. Married. Hopefully one day. Children. They're cute. <laughs> they're, they're cute. Right. They're cute. Okay. One, I got one more. One more. Okay. You. Resilient. Hey. Come on, you see me tied into the book? You there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much Brandy. for that. Tell everybody how they can follow you, find you, and stalk you like I do. Well, don't be like Javon, because... <laughs> That's scary. But uh, thank you guys for having me on your show. I love it. I want to come back because, of course, you know, I love you guys. All right. Look, thank you so much. You thank all. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I'm following you already. Okay. Yeah, I try to pretend like I'm somebody else being me, but, like, you know, like you make a dummy account. But I'm a dummy in the account. It doesn't matter. Okay, Javon. Let me find out you crazy. What's going on? <laughs> so what's, what's your name, boo? What's your name, boo? Down to the Facebook. That was, Let me tell you something. Selena and Felicia are two of the funniest chicks ever, ever. Ay, ay, ay. Are my eyes open? Yes. I know you. I know it's been a lot. I know you're doing a lot. <laughs> I love you to pieces. One thing is for sure, every time I see your face pop up, I get excited, whether it's in this oh. or any other platform. And I found that out the other day. You know, just when you, when I, there she is. What's up? <laughs> That's why I call you Sunshine. That is exactly uh, why I call you Sunshine. But, you know, yeah, I, you know. I have a track in my head now. A um, track in your head? Yeah. It's, you know, when I'm when I'm uh, tired mm. or, or just sleepy, I get giddy. That's a, that's a shh. <laughs> that's fun. 
and things start to do, it's like random Tourette's, and I actually used to deny it, but I caught myself in moments now. I'm like, wow, I do do that. So the last couple of days, it's been down in the valley where the girl can make it. <laughs> one, two, shake them. I mean, if it's not the whole song, it's one, two, break them. And I'm like, okay, stop. You that need to rest. You need a nap. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Did you did you get any rest? Have you had any rest? I have had some, probably not enough. But then what happens is adrenaline kicks in, okay. and it takes me over until, and I'm going to fix that. That's it. I don't want anybody out there thinking that this is okay. Yeah. It isn't. Yeah. It's not unsafe, but it's not okay. Get your rest. Take care of you. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Take it out. Let me just say, uh, you know, um, I played that Celicia um, rapid fire because, you know, as, as we all know, her, her dad passed away. Um, I and have, uncle. Yes. And uncle. And, you know, just prayers to the family, love and light to the family. Um, I have not yet met Selena, but I will tell you that I absolutely love and adore Celicia. She is so funny, and she gets me. Not everybody does. Not not everybody does because it it ain't, you know, the the, the getting may not be so good. I don't know. It's It's good for me, you know, and for those who who opt to hang in there, you know, I think it's good for you too. Cause you know, it's all love. You're silky. You're silky. Hey queen. Hey pop. And yeah. So, and speaking of pop, it occurred to me that we are getting ready to enter um, pretty soon in about another week or two, Leo season. Leo season. And it's, yeah, and and um, I guess we're in cancer season now. I haven't heard much from the cancers. They're like quiet and crabby, probably crying in the corner. Quiet, I don't crab- crabby, and watery right watery, now. Watery, crying in the corner, and that's okay. I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna send a hug, a virtual hug to all my cancer friends. I feel you. I know, honey. I know you feel me too. I know. Two of my favorite. Uh, well, I was raised by a cancer. Oh, okay. Cancer and a Scorpio, so. Ooh, that's watery. Yeah, that's 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 watery with a sting, you know, because yeah. what people fail to realize about cancer is they're ferociously protective and emotional, mm-hmm. although they try to they can try to masquerade it as something else, but it's emotion. And it's okay, um, and they tend to crawl to the left and the right to get something right in front of them, you know. But they are generally very smart, kind, and giving people and ferociously protective of their family. Love cancers. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Sexy, too. Sexy, too. Because they come off as being cold, but they are so warm. Think so cold? Yeah. From my perspective. Like, not cold, but, like, they look like, I don't know, to me, like, just like, like, like. Not not flat. I'm I'm not saying that, but like I don't know, I don't know. There's just something <laughs> deep in there. Okay, here we go. Here's pop. It is July 9th, National Sugar Cookie Day. 
and it honors the ever-popular and delicious sugar cookie. Most sugar cookies include sugar, flour, butter, eggs, vanilla, and either baking powder or baking soda. The sugar cookie is believed to have originated in the mid-1700s in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Today, Mm -hmm. sugar cookie making and decorating has become an art form for kids and adults alike. Cookie artists Glitter, wow. <laughs> um, colored sugars and additional details may be, I don't know what that said, but also on July, oh, add it. Also on July 9th, we admire those who have an adorable natural indentation known as the dimple on <laughs> National Dimples Day. My mother has the cutest little dimple up here. It's like way up on her cheek. It's so cute. Dimples are often associated with cute babies and going and good-looking adults. Only 20 to 30% of the entire world population has dimples. Although most people possess two dimples, a rare few produce only one when smiling. Yep, my mother has one dimple way up here. And my therapist has two of the cutest deep dimples, which is the only reason I had retained her. You know what? <laughs> and hope she starts right there. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, look, she's got dimples. She's got two of the deepest dimples. Okay, you're hired. <laughs> yep. Oh, one, two, shake them. <laughs> Oh, man. How was your week, Silky? How was yours? It was um, productive, uh, fast moving. I looked up. It's almost like I blinked and it was Friday. You know, I was just like, oh, days go. It's really interesting this week. Things just said, pew. You know what? I'm I I just I'm glad when the week goes by fast. I I mean, normally I think I like for things to be slow and easy, you know what I'm saying? But I need the next 3 years to just fly by. Oh, okay. I need I 3 years to go. But that's theme focused. Yeah. You know, that's, that's theme it. focused. Yeah, that's okay. It. I, I just need I 3 it. years to go. I um get it. It, it would be really advantageous if I turned around and it's been four years. Oh, wow. How great. You know, however, I will settle for a quick three and let's be done. Let's move on. Let's go. Because there's so m- right now it's what's interesting to Rez is that there are some things going on. Opportunities. Um, that are gaining my interest outside of the basement, like um, inside the basement and outside of the basement. Okay. So I'll tell you one thing in specific, and um, I believe she's on on the chat. My friend, my old friend Darlene Harris, has afforded me some opportunities. So Darlene has a beautiful voice. She's a beautiful vocalist and a songwriter. So she mm-hmm. has some music that she put out um, 
quite some time ago. And and not for nothing, the music, the songs are great, but the music sounds a little dated. So what she and her manager slash producer, I think manager, have hired me to do is to update the music, which I happily did. This is the first time I've been hired, and with, what I mean by that is paid to do that sort of thing. And I think the difference between the music when I first got it and then what I was able to add to it is a significant difference. Okay. Um, and, and the most important okay. thing is that they're happy with it and they pay me for it. And, and that's the first time I'm having that experience with the music. And so it's opened up a, another vision of myself for me. Like I can see, wow, I have a talent. I have something. <laughs> Thank you, Darlene. Darlene says phenomenal. Um, I have something to offer that people might, because I do a lot of shit, but it doesn't mean that it's, it's, it's tangible, you know, or, or it could be monetized, whatever, because I've not been able to monetize any of my talents and skills, except maybe. Everything can be monetized, everything. Yeah, except maybe some songs that I wrote and we did concerts, I guess those concerts that that was monetizing in some way, you know, um, but, but doing something for somebody else like that is just, it's just been a wonderful thing. Darlene, I love you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It has been a a ball. I know I'm a little slow. I don't do it like, you know, but um, when I get it, I like it to be done right. You know, I like to take my time and make sure that everything is perfect. You know, I'm not just going to do it. I'm going to do it right. You know, it's funny. Um, I just realized in this moment, as you were talking, that when you grow up in a town um, that uh, you don't have a lot of, um, you have, like, I grew up in a town at a time. Now, it certainly isn't like that now. Mm. I grew up in a town at a time when there were a lot of mom and pop shops around right yeah and not a whole lot of commercial shops um you had to travel for those and what that did is it gave you a hometown feeling you know you knew your shop owners you supported you knew their families which is a great value now because we've lost that right so (laughs) everywhere you go it's commercialism and you don't have the mom and pop shops as much but what it also does is it um everybody is a is a is a is an amateur entrepreneur, you know. Mm. Because when you wanted to do something you had to make it, you know. Yeah. When you wanted to like we had lemonade stands and paper routes and all kinds of things the kids had because there was no summer youth. So you had to make things and help people rake leaves and just do stuff, you know. There was always an opportunity for kids to make money you know, um, or to do, or to do things that made money, um, from play to, to everywhere. It was, it was there. And and if it wasn't there, you could create it because it wasn't there, you know? Um, so when I hear things like, and piggybacking off your conversation about what can be monetized, everything that you do can be monetized, you know, um, it doesn't matter if it's out there already. Um, 
the gift is there's no, the one thing that people cannot duplicate is, you know, you. So I could be doing it, you could be doing it, but we're two different people doing it two different ways, you know? And it really is about, um, it's not about which way is the best or who does it more. It's about there's a lid for every pot. True. You know, and I think a lot of times we, we develop stops in our head before it actually even plays out to even know. So if that was the case, you know, there wouldn't be a ton of things around. You know, it's just, you know, there's so many different uh, palettes to satisfy. And I think in, in under the guise of abundance, we can all fit in, you know. Yeah. Um, and we should be all fitting in, you know. Um, that, that's the idea, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I have a little potentially a surprise for you coming. Well, it's not a surprise, but um, I've been talking to your girl, Pam Keith. Oh, on fire. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm working on her coming back on the show. I believe that um, when Pam was on the show the first time, uh, as with most politicians, I am I am skeptical. And um, but what I did was because you introduced her and you had so much stuff, I left the door on for her in my uh, psyche. So I followed her stuff and just kind of been watching. And um, and uh, she's got a whole lot to say in a way that makes me smile you know yeah. I mean and 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 it's almost like I'm I'm gonna ask her you know because I know that sometimes I do auto programming with um with uh posts because you know you ain't up at two three in the morning posting stuff or whatever so I do an auto program so that things are released when I want them released in the world um but sometimes like I can get up to go to the bathroom or whatever I'm doing and I'm looking and she's yelling at somebody which is like all the time and in and, and, and in the king's language, fuck <laughs> you. Like, what yes. is happening? Yes. You know. But this, is, made- this is a, this is the thing that that got me about her. You know, like she she gets it, and although she has been a politician, um, when I say politician with her, see sometimes that word politician, it just brings up the image of somebody crooked and lying to the people. Mm-hmm. She is someone who has run for political office telling her truth, giving her true opinion and not giving two Fs about anybody else's feels. Mm-hmm. And, and she did really, really well in her primaries. You know what I'm saying? And and mm-hmm. I just feel like if we could put our energies behind her and others like her and get them into office, you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If we could back people that show that they hold our interest and they don't care with the, with the what is it, the Democratic, uh, what is that, that the the, I don't call them Republicans anymore, just an FYI. I call them the regressives. So the <laughs> regressives and the Democrats have the, the party, they're big, you know, and they determine who they're going to back. We should, we should be so forceful as a people for the people that we want that they have no choice 
but to back those people. She didn't get the backing of the big Democratic Why? Because she's talking about Democrats. She's talking about the regressives, the independents, all of them. You, you're not doing your fucking job. When you're not doing your job, she will tell you. She don't care. She don't care. She don't care. She may be running as a Democrat or something like that, but that doesn't mean that she, that every Democrat is is right. And and that's how I feel, you know. Republicans, I like that Black yeah. Anonymous piece. How are you? That's true. Republicans. Yeah, that see that word just trips me up. They just regressive. And the reason why I call them regressive is because they are trying to set us back in time. They already have with this Roe v. Wade. And and just to be clear, because sometimes, you know, when when we're talking about the shenanigans that's going on on both sides, both sides. Mm-hmm. When we talk about all of that, it. it Sometimes I get nervous that people will latch on to one thing and make that be the thing that stops them from voting. No. It's imperative. It's imperative that we we vote because regardless of what's going on, the regressives don't want you to vote. And they're trying to steal your vote. Your vote matters. So I don't care yeah. if you got to stand online for 18 hours, thirsty as fuck. Yeah, I, I believe one of the biggest things is that, you know, we can tell, even if you don't believe in the system, believe in what they're doing, believe in, you know, anything that they're saying, believe there's any hope even. One thing is clear that has been crystal clear from the beginning is that if your vote didn't mean something, they wouldn't be trying so hard to deny you of it. Absolutely. To begrudge you of your vote. So given that one specific thing, just go vote, even if you don't like them, go vote because it is yours to exercise, and that is what they're trying to steal from you, your voice. Exactly. You know, they're trying to one, two, break them. <laughs> and at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, that is what they're after. It, they, they could care less about you or your soul or your family or your, your man than them. It's really about your vote. Um, Because your vote is your voice, whether you dislike them or not. If you dislike them, go vote anyway. If you like them, vote anyway. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's almost like, you know, like, I think, I don't know if I mentioned it, that I saw um, a young lady on TikTok saying that, you know, voting is gaslighting, that, you know, they're telling us to vote. We already voted. How many times did you fucking vote? Have you been voting every year for, you know, up until recently? Or, or did you vote last year and say, I voted already and look what happened? No, it's, it doesn't work like that, sweetheart. You have to vote consecutively because had we, had we all, I'm not, I'm, I said we, including myself, mm-hmm. always voted on every election, eh, then, you know, maybe – if, especially if we had voted all on one accord, you know, made an agreement as a people that this is what we want, you know, then maybe like like a Pam a Pam Key, I like her. Let's let's make sure that she gets elected in her district. Okay, who we like in New York? Okay, let's make sure they get elected. You know, like like Pop says, brush your teeth, brush, brush your, your ass, brush your ass, and go. Right. 
Now, <laughs> the SCOTUS Court of the United States is going after contraception, even if it's used in marriages. This is true. Why? Why is it that the Supreme Court wants everybody to have babies? It's not that they want everybody to have babies. They want so white don't. girls to have babies. You know something? I'm about sick of this Supreme Court. I'm about sick of them showing their entire hand and ass in the city. Uh, mm -mm. I'm I'm just about sick of them. And I think that we need to revamp that whole system. I'm going to say it again. They need need term limits because some of these old cranky fucks sitting on these benches are really starting to annoy me. And I just think that it's like conscious. First of all, here you go. And it's always go, go get you some, go get you some issues with men. Get out of women's wounds and women's situations and, 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 you know, like all this, this rhetoric, it's not going to work. It does not matter. This is a browning of America and you just have to deal with it. Exactly. And see, the idea that you don't want to deal with others, you don't want to play nice in the sandbox is a concept that until you learn how to, you're always going to have a problem here. But you're not going to be able to change the world around you because you have a problem with getting along with others. America, and by America, I'm talking to white America. I'm sorry, get you some black friends. Get you some friends of color. That's what you just need to do. Learn about our culture. Learn about our likes, our dislikes. Get you some, get you some black friends. Get you some, from, some, some folks of color in your life, okay? Because you wouldn't even be going through these stresses. We are dope-ass people. We know it. You spent centuries trying to to belittle it and centuries trying to pretend it didn't exist all while emulating it and and being captivated by it. But again, you just have to release some of that old white magic that just it's just not relevant anymore. Okay? And I'm talking centrally to you know who I'm talking to. Yeah. And if you if you carry a bone for them, go run with it. Tell it. I don't care. At the end of the day, we gotta stop all this madness because it's starting to look crazy. Do you know that racism is a mental health issue when you think that there's some superiority involved in your color? Internally, what are you? We are all the same internally. It just depends on what side of the equator your ancestors are on. Exactly. But cut it out. Because the idea that you all did not come from a black woman, stop it. Stop it. We just United all, States, all different complexions. We just all different complexions. It's like you got two dogs, one with brown fur, one with white fur. They're still dogs. Listen, ain't nobody pulling out these water fountains, okay? Because today's civil rights activists are not yesterday's civil rights activists. Shout out to everybody that got us this far. You know, somebody somebody at work, I think, had mentioned what would happen if all the black inventions never occurred. Like, just if we just, everything that... um just black Americans, forget black people for, from other countries, just black Americans, if, if those inventions had not been done, then the, the things that were invented thereafter couldn't have happened, right? Like if George Washington Carver didn't take a peanut 
turned into plastic, turned into this, turned into that. I mean, he took that one little peanut <laughs> and went crazy with it, right? Let's have a black history moment. This is a good this is a good segue for that. How about that? handsome brother right here. His name is Dr. Daniel Hale Williams. On July 9th, 1893, Dr. Daniel Hale Williams performed the first successful open heart surgery. Dr. Williams founded Provident Hospital and Training School for Nurses in Chicago, Illinois, on May 4th, 1891, the nation's first interracial hospital and nursing school. Two years later, on July 9th, 1893, James Cornish was admitted to the hospital after being stabbed in the chest. Dr. Williams performed the first successful open heart surgery on Cornish. Dr. Williams repaired a severed artery and a gash in the pericardium. That's the sac that encloses the heart. James Cornish was released from the hospital 31 days after surgery and lived for decades after the incident. Dr. Williams was born on January 18, 1856 in Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania, and died on August 4, 1931 in Michigan at age 75. We speak your name, Dr. Daniel Hale Williams, the very first to successfully perform open heart surgery, a black man. That's right. That's right. You know, it's so funny. I think that I just had an image when you were talking, Jay, based on what you were saying. And if we had someone like standing out in the middle of a field, picture this, and the world, you know, all over the world, things going on around them. And we started to subtract the things that black people invented, you know, from everyday life. Like you'd be sitting at your home and all of a sudden your elevator would be gone. Yeah. You'd be your your you'd be at 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 the light and your the traffic signal would yeah. be gone. All, all, right? Everybody would just crash. You'd be outside and your lawnmower would be gone, you know? You'd be in the bathroom getting ready and your hairbrush would disappear. You'd be at work and you could not type on your typewriter. Right? Every every 15 minutes, the light bulb would shut off because of the filament. Right, right. You'd be trying to sit down and your folding chair would not be there anymore. Right? Your your fountain pen wouldn't be there. Your dust pans wouldn't be there. Ice cream molds, blood plasma, refined sugar. You wouldn't even have any shoes, okay? You would not have a pressing comb. You could not play a piano or a cell phone, okay? So let's just let's keep it real cute. You wouldn't even be ironing your clothes because you wouldn't have an iron or an ironing board. <laughs> you wouldn't. I mean, poor people that had pacemakers, you wouldn't be living because the pacemaker would be gone. You wouldn't have a gas mask. You wouldn't have a guided missile or a traffic signal or a, a, a heating furnace. If it wasn't for black folks, you wouldn't have a train alarm, an airship. 
You wouldn't have half the shit. Peanut butter. You wouldn't have peanut butter. I know I'd be in a pickle without peanut butter, okay? A baby buggy, blood plasma, none of that stuff. None of it. And and it's amazing. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have air conditioning. <laughs> you wouldn't have cable TV. But see, these are the things that need Okay. You know when whenever we talk reparations, what's the first thing that I say, Rez? Or you don't even know what I say, right? Okay. So for everybody, I've been saying this for years, but nobody hears me. Therese, I, we've been talking about this for years on this show. Education. To me, education is the first step in reparations. Being taught the truth in schools, taking out all this whitewashing of history, and teaching our youth. And adults, everyone, the truth. I'm not talking about critical race theory. I'm talking about just the truth. Absolutely. Because because that's the beginning of reparations. If everybody, if the truth comes out, if the truth, they they call it critical race theory because it's not taught outside of college rooms. And it needs to be from day one. Take the lies out. Teach the truth. Knowledge he, is power. Here's the piece with that, though. You forget. Yes, and I agree everything that you say. Everything. Knowledge, Knowledge is power. power. And this is why they're trying to take out the truth. They're taking out more of the truth, and, and, and they're penalizing teachers for teaching the truth. But let me say this to you. <clears throat> we are up against a lot more than the truth being told. Yes, the truth needs to be taught. But we are up against willful ignorance. Willful, keyword. You cannot you cannot teach somebody committed to their own misunderstanding because because it's it's a it's again it's the mental health piece that I must believe and think beyond any evidence that I'm superior to you to exist. You understand? And that's mental health because if you have the truth in front of somebody that just simply doesn't want to acknowledge it, they're not. But, this but that is, doesn't mean we don't teach it. And and we I understand teach. that. But we but it's not taught in schools. Kids don't learn. Well, I I didn't know about the women at NASA who who calculated the first um space travel. I didn't know about that. Why wasn't that in school? Why didn't we? Had it been a white man, we'd have known his name. We knew we knew about the the men who walked on the on the moon. The first men afforded the opportunity to walk on the moon. There's so much power in the truth. It's just like our vote. Let's think about this for a second. It's just like the vote. They want to take that away. Anything that will empower us, they're going to take that away. Mental health. Yes, racism is a mental health. However, I believe so. It's hard. It's harder. It's, it's, it's more difficult. Let's just say this to 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 contradict history when it's taught to you from a small child, even though we know that Jesus wasn't blonde with blue eyes, a lot of people when you say Jesus, 
That's the first image you get because you've seen it since you were a child. You understand? And even if you don't believe that that's what Jesus looks like, you know what I'm talking about. You can see that image in your mind because you've seen it so many times. That's why sign and symbol is so important. And that's why teaching children, all children, from the beginning, the good, the bad, the ugly, from the beginning, so that they grow up empowered with this knowledge, all children empowered. It doesn't mean, oh, because you're a white child, you're bad. No. It doesn't mean because you're a black child, you're, you're good. It, 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 it's just the truth of what the ancestors did. Now, what you do with that, it empowers you to do better. Because there were some white folks who disagreed with the enslavement of brown people, teach about that. Why, why, must, why must teaching about the enslavement of black people be a negative thing for white kids? I don't know. Because, they, it's, because that's one piece of the truth. Right. And the other thing, you don't want to be replaced if you don't want to be looked at at as being mean or negative, then stop being mean and negative and stop acting as if you need to be replaced. You're walking <laughs> around here with tiki torches, running people over, trying to shoot people up and all this other stuff. Just stop the shenanigans. Mm-hmm. How about that? How about we try to be good people and then, and, and replace what? Like somebody wants to move in your house? I don't get it. it, it it's, um, it's mental health. Uh, at its finest, honestly. And furthermore, when you um, take zero responsibility for the stuff you do, you know, and that's a sickness in and of itself. When you have to, when you are behind, aware of, see, here's the a, here's a thing, and what, I'm, what I mean by aware of, if I'm sitting in a room full of people that I know are doing things or I put out to do, even though I'm not doing it, I'm aware of it, which makes you responsible, particularly if they're operating in whatever perceives to be your best interest. You know, when you stick folks in front of you, it doesn't mean it's not you because it didn't physically, no one saw you do it. That just means that you were able to get somebody sicker than you to carry out your dirty work. Yeah. I'm just going to say that there are some white folks that I love, love. There's some white folks in my family. There's some, there's some black people that I just don't like them. <laughs> they're all, they're all, I just don't like them, don't want to be around them, not even trying to smile in their general direction because I don't feel them. I'm, you know, hey, Clarence Thomas, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not. A skin color thing. Pigmentation does not make a person. You know, um, skin is is just the biggest cell. Or 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 what is it? Uh, the biggest. What do you call it? Organ. Organ. Thank you. On on your body. It's just the largest organ. 
Mm-hmm. So because of the color of your organ, that makes you, that has nothing to do with your brain, has nothing to do with your sensitivity, your your abilities. Or well, your... I think I think a lot of a lot of uh, folks that are it, it's interesting the northern northern northerners and the southerners, you know, on this this uh, topic is if you see where a lot of this rhetoric is coming from, it's coming from those good old states, you know where um, a lot of black folks are still conditioned to thinking, you know, and that's the white is right mentality. And a lot of uh, white folks are conditioned and the generations have grown up in this, this vein, you know, it's like, even though I'm 30, let's just say, I've been taught by nothing but that. So if you think that I've come out unscathed, and I'm not saying everybody, not saying everybody, if somebody runs with, oh, Tourette said, not saying everybody, but right. saying this is a lot of the thinking of middle America, you know, where we have the, the uh, good old boy states that are alive and well and panicking right now, some of them are. Because, because and, it, and I think what, what we thought after eight years of Obama, right, and I'm not saying this is an Obama topic, because I'm not, because I don't think he did everything that he could do, you know, um, based on his inability to be able to do a lot of things. But after eight years of people feeling like um, we can do things and we can be things and we can, you know, um, uh, thrive again, to have somebody come back in and remind us okay, it's almost like someone came in and cracked the whip and said, no, no, stay in your places after he left office. Mm. How about right? that? Stay in your places because this is what's really going down. We don't want, you know, and, and reminded us of the ugly truth about America. And to you be know? even more on, on point with what you're saying, mm-hmm. the Supreme Court has decided to say, you know what, and if we don't play right, if we don't play by the books, we will take all of your rights because Roe, this thing is just the beginning of all. Uh, yeah, freedom starts In here. The brain. Yeah, yep. there is nothing. See, telling somebody we're going to take your rights away. What does that look like if I don't believe you? Like I'm free to do as as a being. I'm free to do what the fuck I want and will. You understand? There are parameters. I'm not saying there are no boundaries. Absolutely, there are boundaries. But telling me that, you know, it will be illegal for me to, to marry have, who I love. Have an abortion. It will be illegal for me to have abortion. You know, already corporations are stepping up to take care of that. But see, there's a price for that, too. It's illegal for me to. That's the, you know what? If this is all promoted, and I'm laughing at this point now, if the abortion piece is all promoted, to for whatever the people' perception of to save whatever race of babies, it's just gonna help us create more as well. Exactly. I'm like, do you think black um, people are gonna stop getting pregnant? Is that what you think? One, two, shake them. <laughs> one, two, shake them. You know what? Let's let's do let's do a rapid fire. Do you want? I'm gonna give you the choice here. Do you want the rapid fire with Jane Elliott? Oh, or the rapid fire with Pam Keith. Now I remember Pam, oh. Pam Keith was a little um, like she was having static in the background a little bit. 
Let's go with Jane. I got to go with Jane. Stop gotta, this crazy thing. Go, Jane. <laughs> Jane, stop this crazy thing. Okay, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. This is the legendary um, Jane Elliott rapid fire. So let's do it. Let's do it. Black people. Cousin. Wow. Love. Nonsense. Most misused word, most misused word in the English language. Mm. Have no time for it. Sexism. Don't know. That word word has been misused to the extent that it has no meaning anymore. I love my husband. I also love a day in June. I could give up a day in June. I wish I hadn't had to give up my husband. So I really have a problem with people who say, I love everybody. No, you don't. If you loved everybody, if everybody loved everybody, we wouldn't have racism in this country. What's your next word? Sexism. Sexism. I feel sorry for men. They die young. Women live without them for many years. The last five to ten years of your lives, white women, you will live without male companionship. Sexism is bad for men. It's bad for women. But women have it better. All the, the Most of the benefit from affirmative action problems came to white women. Sexism, we use men and we lose them. Particularly, particularly in the case of black males. When we have a war during wartime, we send them to war perhaps to die. During peacetime, we make war on them in this country. Want to talk about sexism? I don't think you do. Mm. Next word? Feminism. Feminism? I I really like being female, but I don't think. Feminism is another one of those words that is used for the benefit of white women. Think about that. We let black women suffer, and we take their children, and we abuse their children, and they, we kill their sons and their husbands, and we imprison them. Mm-hmm. And the women's movement was at the top of the scale. It was undoing the civil rights movement. We put all our emphasis on the women's movement. And when it first started, it was primarily a white women's movement. They might as well have been wearing signs that say, black women need not apply. Mm-hmm. Many black women are in no better shape today than they were before the women's movement mm. because they were excluded from that for the most part. And if mm. they weren't, you have to explain to me why so many black women are living in substandard housing in this country and why so many of them have no no wealth to leave to their children. Mm. And it's not because they're lazy and it's not because they don't know and it's not because they don't want to be educated. It's because we have a racist society. Make no mistake about that. What's your next word? My next word is a is a person. C T Vivian. What? Is a person. C T Vivian. Oh God. Oh God. I met that man in Waterloo, Iowa, my husband and I did, after I did the blue eye brown eyed exercise. I have never in my life met a man who was as gentle and as real, and as educated, and as caring, and as human 
as C.T. Vivian was. It was awful when we lost Martin Luther King Jr., but I figured we've got C.T. Vivian. He's going to, he's, we're okay, we've got C.T. Vivian. And then I found out that he died last week. And I, I really, I really have a hard time with that because C.T. Vivian was a special human being. He wasn't, he wasn't a showcase. He wasn't a showman. He was just doing what he felt was right to help us to change this situation. I had nothing but admiration for C.T. Vivian. Yeah. He couldn't couldn't destroy his reputation because of the way he behaved, because he behaved, as far as I was concerned, he behaved like such a gentle man. Mm -hmm. He was just fabulous. We didn't pay enough attention to him. And he was there 15 years before Martin Luther King Jr. started working. Facts. Facts. Okay, Javon, you're up next. Thank you. Children. Children, mixed blessing. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted them. I got them. And now I have two great-grandchildren, wow. and I'm tickled to death, but that was hard work. <laughs> <laughs> education. Education is a lie. I believe in education but I don't believe in indoctrination. The opposite of indoctrination. In this country, unfortunately, it equals indoctrination. Religion. Religion, a great controlling tool. It's a great tool to control people. You can can use religion to perpetuate racism. All you have to have is a white Jesus hanging from a cross and a little Pillsbury Doughboy lying in the manger Major scenes during Christmas season. And then down, there he is. There's a little Pillsbury Doughboy, and that's what Jesus looked like. I I challenge somebody to get a black doll and put him in that major scene <laughs> and see what Christians do. Mm. Money. Money. Another great tool for controlling people. It's a wonderful tool. And because it's such a wonderful tool, we limit its possession by certain people. We make it available to certain people and keep it from other people because it's a great controller. Family. Family? Yes. I'm a member of the family of man. For me, the family is every human being on the face of the earth is a member of my family. And if you don't like it, that's tough. That's the way it is. Don't abuse members of my family because family to me is not just the my parents, my brothers and sisters, or my children, and my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. Family is every human. If you're a member of the family of man, you have the same rights as every other member of the family of man. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Jane Elliott. You're in the basement. Yvonne and Therese. That's good enough for me. <laughs> and when is lunch being served? I want to know. Yeah, yeah, you tell me I'm having lunch in the basement. You don't let me go up on the first floor. You make me be in the basement. And then you don't feed me after you tell me I'm invited for lunch. Well, you've been feeding us. You better change that statement. <laughs> You're feeding us. This is, this is the, the food that you can We're having lunch, and what we're getting is food for thought, right? Facts. Facts. And I furnish the food, and you make me do it in the basement? 
Okay, well, that's all right. That's all right. In the basement, if the basement is you, it's better with you than on the 15th floor in a Trump Tower. <laughs> Thank you so much. Amen. That's still that's still so powerful. She says so much. That uh, is so amazing, isn't it? That we have that. That we have that. Yeah, you know, she is like like that that first full interview with her that you can find on the YouTube page for um WJBR Internet Radio. Legendary. It's so emotional for me. Because it was like coming full circle with a childhood trauma that she was part of the healing part of it and introduced to me by a black woman, you know, by a black woman. I just, I don't know. Do you have an early childhood a racism story? Uh, there was, I think, in the third grade, my third grade teacher. Um. It 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 did impact me. I think the the earliest there's two there's two things. I don't know which one came first, but my I remember doing a paper on Martin Luther King when I was in the third grade, mm-hmm. and um, I referred to him as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. And she tore up my paper saying that he was not a doctor, he was not a PhD, and he did not. You know, and I know that I did my little bit of research. You know, you go in the little library and you get the information and you do your little paper, you know, in the third grade. What is it? One page, one paragraph? I don't know, something like You get all your little information, you shove it into one thing, and she tore it up and and basically um, told me I had to do it all over again because what I wrote was a lie. He wasn't a doctor. And don't refer to him as Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., so that was um, impactful, and seeing there was something I used to watch Channel Thirteen a lot. Remember, that was all we really had, like yeah. three channels yeah. plus thirteen. Yeah, there was a, there was a show on, and they had these little black children, and the show was about these uh, white women helping black children and social work or something. I don't know what what it was about, but I remember the kids pledging allegiance to the flag like I did every day. And um, then there was a teacher, a white teacher, standing in front of the children saying, and you can be anything you want in this world. You could be a garbage man. You could be a, a maid. You could be a nurse. You could even be a nurse. And I remember that impacted me really strongly because it hit me in a particular way. It's like, I don't want to be none of those things. <laughs> you know, like, that's, these are the options? I, I remember at a very young age saying, these are the options? <laughs> and then years later, I'm in high school, and you had to take a three-year something, like a, a, a career-guided three-year thing, be on a three-year track. Um, I wanted to do auto mechanic stuff. That was the I wanted to do three years of auto mechanic. 
Indian nursing. I hated it. I didn't want to do it. I set a girl's hair on fire by accident. It was just terrible. I had to, and all I did was make beds and take um, blood pressure for three years. I got a similar story. I was, I, I I'm not going to tell you what I wanted to go into, but it certainly wasn't home economics. You know, and that's what I got put into. You know, it was very, you know, and and let, let and listen. If you think black white was an issue, try gender. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing. Girls were supposed to be this. And boys, this. But anything that they deemed to be, I don't understand, like, you know, because we didn't, you know, I, I shout out to my mother. Shout out to my mother because she, we grew up in a household. And that's why the outside world seems so bizarre because we grew up in a household that taught us things like African-American art, culture, and studies, and, and uh, African art, culture, and studies, and, and activists. And we, we knew who, who a lot of the activists were if they weren't in our household. Um, and also, she was huge on non-gender specific roles and toys and, and even chores, you know, just simple things like chores where, you know, you have yard work to do and you have dishes, you know. Brother had to wash dishes. I had to mow the lawn. You know, like things like that. She did not. She never, 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 never told me that I could not or should not do something based on gender. Yeah. And growing up in that time, you know, things were mapped out, you know. Absolutely. I also had, I even had a third disadvantage. I was short. I remember career day. The military came in. Look at you again, right? Laughing at me before I even finished telling the story, Therese. No, like, no, I was just, oh, no, I was actually waiting to hear the story because coming from you, this, this, no, this could be anything. <laughs> I don't remember what branch of government it was, but the military, but they came to, to my high school and I was like, oh, I want, they were like, no, you're too short. You can't. To go into the military is a height requirement? There was a height requirement, at least back then. Wow, I know, now that I didn't know. Yep. And and what and what and um, what would you be prohibited? I to don't do? remember the the details of it. I just remember that I went to sign up, and they were like, "You are too short. You're not tall enough." They didn't say you're too short. They said you're not tall enough. I want to look that up. Yeah. Not to say that you're you know. No, I, I look it up. I, but I want to know why. What what is it that that you would not be able to do? Exactly. And maybe maybe it was, you know, just the perspective of the person who was there on career day. Again, you know, it only it only takes one, you right. know? Um, it only takes one. Now, since you asked if I had any racial disparity thing happen in school, I will also tell you about a positive. Okay. And this came from a white teacher in the second grade. Okay. If Lord, if I could find that woman, I, I would just thank her. All I can remember, and I'm not sure if I if I'm saying her pronouncing her name right, Miss Bella Ante. When I was a kid, that's how I said it. I maybe that you know how kids phon- phonetically say things and say it wrong. I, I feel like I'm saying it what, wrong. What school? 
PS 107, Public School in, 107 in the Bronx. Okay, Miss Bella, Auntie, PS 107 in the Bronx, New York. If you or any of your descendants are alive, holler at us at WJBR. Please, please. Even if it's Belanti or I don't Belanti, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, anyway, she looked like Peggy Lipton. She was beautiful. She was white. She had long, straight brown hair. This is amazing. See, this is how you know your friends don't support your show. Because they're calling you during your show. I, I thought that was the, at least it wasn't me this time. No, no. And me, I'm I'm a little annoyed at that. But anyway, that's just me. But um, yeah. So because I think I told everyone I was in a terrible accident when I was a kid. So I missed all but the last three months of the first grade. They promoted me anyway and put me in the second grade special ed class. I'm going to say special ed um, because, I, yeah, it was it was certainly special. Um, shout out to all my classmates from that class. Only two of us were able to make it to reg, regular education in the third grade. Two of us got promoted out um, of that class. But I'm going to tell you, it's because of that teacher. And I and I remember two things, in well, three things specifically. One, I remember there being, um, we had to have a show and tell day. I remember that. And I bought a book in that I wanted to read to the class. So she looked at the book and she was reading through the, she said, well, what's this word? And I looked and I said, mischievous. And she said, well, what does that mean? And I told her the definition. And she found another word and said, well, what is that word? And I told her, what the... and I remember that seeing her like a spark, like she, she didn't, like she found out something about me. You know how when people are like, okay, right? So she had me read that book. I remember after that, her being really extra encouraging to me us playing games and, you know, her, come on, Javon, you know this. And then I'd be like, yeah, I do know it. And I'd say it, you know. Um, And then I remember her having me lead a a play, a school play. And she bought her husband's T-shirt for me to wear as my outfit. I was Mother Nature. (laughs) <laughs> and the boys had a big aluminum thing they shook and my line was it's not nice to fool with mother nature I remember my teacher dressed me she put this band of flowers on my head and I remember her being so proud of me when I got my last report card and I never saw her again I remember the third grade looking for her never finding her Mm. So that's my counter in education, what what could happen. And I think I've always, in some kind of way, fed off of her positive energy. Of course you do. Her encouragement, her belief in me, her, 
saying, you can do this. You, you're brilliant. You're smart. Come on, Javon. Show me what you got. Um, and, and, and to be... <laughs> That's what that just felt like. To be, like. Yeah, all right. To be honest, and, and just this is just a shout out to all good teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, you have so much power in your hands. Mm-hmm. You can break or make a nation. If all teachers were as encouraging to all students to get for them to be the best that they could possibly be. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Miss Bella Auntie, and if you are related to her in any kind of way, if you hear this, even if you were in that second grade class and you like Javon, you're saying her name wrong. Okay, please help me. Matter of fact, I should see if I could. Do you know any? Do you do you have any um, contact with any of the people that were in the class, or do you remember any of them? I think I remember some. I have to think back. I uh, look. I have to lay on the sofa and think that far back. <laughs> lay down, there, put a whole rag on my head. I don't know. There were amazing teachers, and I think that this country does them a serious disservice by not uh, by not uh, paying them what they deserve to be paid. They are responsible for sculpting our young minds, and. Um, and also restricting their curriculum does not serve them. You know, I, I think it's a tremendous, a travesty for them not to have things like basic supplies. You know, I know a lot of teachers out there that are going into their individual pockets yes. to pay for things like tape, glue, things that, that should be available to them, you know, and, and hell, if it's a question of cost, then, you know, I can honestly would love to look at the bud mod, the budget for this, because there should be no way that you're already reducing a salary to be able to um, uh, have some basic supplies in the classrooms. I mean, why haven't we at this point um, uh, partnered with a company or companies that make these supplies to be able to give to our kids? It makes no sense to me. These are contracts we're talking so separate from that as well, it's like what you what that does is it then says as a teacher, you know, just a teacher, the one that's on the grass, uh, grassroots of it, you have to then climb up to be at least a principal to be able to afford your basic needs. So what that does is it gives you a shortage. It gives you a shortage of teachers because in order to exist in the world of education, you have to elevate in it. So it leaves a big disparity disparity between the, the, the teachers and the and the principals and, and, and uh, management. You, you know, know what, Therese, I want to share something. I, I, as you were talking, I pulled this up because I thought this was disgusting. Let me share. Let me see if I can. Oh, no, I'm doing that wrong. Let me see if I can share the screen with you all. Share the screen. Chrome tab. Here we go. Give me one second. I watched this video uh, on the Internet of teachers at a South Dakota, probably like a minor league hockey game, on all fours trying to get as, as many $1 bills as they could uh, in their shirts and their hats 
so that they could use that money for their students. And while initially you think, oh, I mean, that's kind of a good gesture for the hockey team to bring these teachers down to help them in any way they could. Really, it's, it's really demeaning uh, for these teachers uh, to do this. Um, and it, it also speaks to just the, the bigger problem that we have in this society, the way we treat teachers, um, both just kind of in general, right? Like them on all fours, uh, doing whatever they can do to benefit the kids. And we're kind of using it for our, our entertainment at times. Like it's just the way we see teachers in this country is really messed up. Um, and it also speaks to their salaries and how much funds go to, you know, not only teachers in South Dakota, which is a Republican state, right? It's a red state. So automatically, you know that their schools are not funded adequately, but in general, right? And, and we see that, that things are starting to change, but, you know, Videos like this, it's, it's, that, it's that reminder, right, that we have so much work that needs to be done for our teachers. Um, this team in South Dakota, if you're the, the PR person for them, let's not do this again. Let's not have teachers uh, crawling on the ice um, for our entertainment to give kids money, to, get, to give kids the supplies they need to give these teachers money for the supplies they need in school. Let's, let's not do that. How about we uh, put them in box seats and we present them with a check for $500 each for their classrooms. I think that's probably a, a better way to, to look at teachers, or at least it, it needs to be the way. So maybe, I don't know, maybe next game you do it differently. Hmm. Yeah. You nailed it. it, it uh, you know, thank you for showing that too. Um, and it's it's and it's not something hard to fix. It's just something that we have to invest in. You know, because they they know that the schools are antiquated and and just some of the the spaces that our kids are learning in are horrific. You know, um, and and unsafe. You know, uh, and if that hasn't, you know, we only get attention on the schools on a regular basis when when there's a mass shooting. You know, because you know. And, and that's just real. And if you wanted to stop it, you could. But these are halls and, and buildings of, of just a whole system that needs to be just like revamped and discarded and revamped. If we don't start teaching, you know, and I'm not saying that they're not learning, the, the curriculum is controlled. You know, you try to come in there and teach some things that you know are necessary for a child to have and manage. You get tossed out because it has to be approved, you know. So at the end of the day, you know, the teachers, you cannot, they can't make it on the wages that they're making and then have to turn around and give a portion of their check in to buy supplies. And I think that, you know, because that was linked in hockey, I just had another epiphany. Uh, every, every town basically has a sports something or state has a sports team that represents them. <clears throat> These tickets are outrageous. Oftentimes they give tickets away, but if a portion of the ticket can go towards an education pot of for supplies, 
You know, you could stop. There's so many ways to filter money in but you know from everybody. A lot of a lot of sports teams, they give money to schools, but they give money to the 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 sports portion of the team. Right. You know, right. They, these kids need academics. Yeah, of course. They need fundam they need fundamental they need some of the kids like first of all, in my in my careers that's why <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm gonna segue just a second and come back. That is why it's important to have a lot of different experiences in life. Because I can actually sit and sort from another experience that I've had professionally where basic needs of kids, like just a hot and a cot, just basic needs are not being met at home. So you have a kid that hasn't eaten, hasn't slept, or living in a situation, you know, that comes to school and what you see is acting out is a kid spiraling, basically. And a lot of times there have been amazing teachers that have pulled these kids back together. And we know that that grass root, that grass line, that, that front line teacher <clears throat> is uh, doing more than teaching, particularly today. And I, and I hate hearing stories about how bad the kids are and how the kids are of a different species. It's because this, this is a kid that is developed and that is uh, very kind of cynical and, and, and not behaved in a way that speaks like they revere a space. Yeah, it's not a neutral zone for them, or or a zone where they can flourish. In a lot of cases, now not all schools. Some schools are flourishing. Some schools. And shout out to Velm. Velm is the program that I'm um, proud to say two dear friends of mine uh, started. They saw a need. They are two former teachers, two former educators, and they saw a need in the school system, and they created a nonprofit to get in and address that need to be able to help kids get to the college route, be able to to educate them in a different way, to be able to, you know, jump in and and um and and help the kids bridge the gap so that they can be successful. But these are two these are two teachers that saw a need and did something about it. And then went right back into the school systems to help it execute. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Right in Brooklyn, New York. Amazing. So there is a way to do it. You know, we just have to be steadfast on everything from the food that they eat in there. Like kids gotta want to come to school. Yeah, yeah, it's true. They gotta, they gotta want to see more male teachers look just like them. They wanna, they want to be able to be taught things that are useful to them in life. They want to be able to be taught things that are real. And history did not start with us at slavery. They want to be able to talk about things. And in some cases, they want to be able to talk about things that can help them in trauma. And I think that's a whole different section of the school. But it's, if you're having traumas at home, you know, you always, we've always had, I mean, have you guys, I mean, because you went to, always had social workers be a part of your school? That's a question. Hmm. Or do you recall? I don't remember that. When you had fights, did you go see a social worker first or did you go see the principal? Um, I didn't have that many fights. I rem- I don't remember who I saw after a fight. 
Except said, for that had... blood on my fist. Oh. That's what I remember seeing. My little tiny fist. Um, Pop says, I remember growing up having after-school programs for basketball, baseball, how to cook, use a computer, college prep. And yeah. also had snacks there, too, until like 7 p.m. for those young people to stay off the streets. Yeah. They didn't yep. have computers when I was in school, but yeah. Yeah, after-school programs were it. They're very, very helpful, you know, to keeping kids off the streets, you know, and making sure that they were able to even get their, their bridging education and help with homework and things like that. That were very, very useful. Pop, am I that much older than you? Did you have computers in school? How to use a computer? College? Well, college prep, they probably had. I had a computer in my schools. I used to, they should let us bring them home the TSR eighty the the Radio Shack joint. Um, must be a lot older than you too. Shoot, no, uh, you probably had it. You just probably didn't take it home. No, we, much older than me. we did not have them. <laughs> we, or maybe it's just maybe it's just where I went to school. You know, At, like mm. deep in the in the, in the ghetto. Yeah, I'm a I'm just a, just old enough to I'm just old. More so, I left high school before, like years before you, and so it's possible the year after I left that they started with that, or two years after. After school programs were good; they even had late buses for us. Yes, late buses. Shout out to the late buses. I do remember Game Boys, but they didn't come out until after I was I was already probably out of school by the time Game Boys came out. I remember Game Boys. Gee whiz. Gee whiz. I remember the first the the um the first showing of Sesame Street. That's what I remember. The first time it ever came on. Do you remember that? Pop. Uh, can't not remember possible. Remember. Not possible, Pop. I can't remember if I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. The very first, like when it first, first came on. I think I was like five years old, four or five. Was that before uh, Julia? Uh, I think it was before Julia, like right before, around the same time, possibly. See, some stuff back there gets sketchy for me. You was just a bad child in school, Javon. Call, call Mama Armstrong now. <laughs> First of all, I was a good kid until the fourth grade. And what happened in the fourth grade? I don't know, but I remember being in the closet with people showing their wares. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> One, two, shake up. <laughs> Down in the city. I don't know. I guess, you know, like, really? Okay, let's see. I don't know. Mm. Speaking of, I don't know, are you are you watching P-Valley at all? Nope. Don't even know what it is. Maybe I should be shamed. I, you no. know, but. No, no shame. I, I watching much of anything. Gotcha. I am doing a lot of binge watching for sleep purposes, you know, but then there are shows that 
you know, stimulate you so that you can't go to sleep. So I'm thinking I'm going to, oh, let me just turn this on and I'll be sleeping five minutes. Not with P-Valley. Hmm. And what is, what is the show about? Who's in it? What's what's it about? Uh, well, conceptually, I had to go to that because I couldn't, um, when I first started watching it, I didn't have much context from the first season. Um, it was just entertaining to me. So I wanted to see the premise. So I did go online and, and checked it out. And um, and it's uh, about uh, the world or the, the world of, and I'm probably going to get DMs about my response, but um, it's about the world of, of strip clubs, the culture of strip clubs in the South, particularly in the Southern region. And uh, the, um, and but it humanizes it in a way where uh, women are um, women are the center of it, you know. Because um, let's face it, in, in a lot of cultures, uh, strip clubs are part of the you know the culture, you know, um, the part of the part of the landscape, if you will. So P Valley is um, uh, loosely based on that landscape of the South. Like, if you grew up in down south, there's no way. If you grew up down south, chances are strip clubs were part of what you did. You know, um, men and women, it didn't, it didn't, uh, that was the place that were the centers or the meccas of activity. You know, so it wasn't looked upon like, oh, you're going into a strip club. Oh, those are, it wasn't that. They were part of the culture, and there's a whole culture within itself. So it kind of, yeah, the, and yeah, the best, they, some of the food at strip clubs is off the chain. I'm telling you, like you can go in there and get a whole ass meal that is like amazing. And the the wings, all I know is, is the wings, the lemon pepper wings at Magic City. You know, you man, listen. Um, but yeah, hot wings and hot ass. I see. Okay. <laughs> I used to be a house mother. Got that gig by accident in the North, too. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely, Miss Gretchen, absolutely. Yeah, but, you know, it's like, you know, some call it uh, liberation of women. Some call it uh, objectification of women. You know, I, I think from my seat, what I believe is letting the woman define what it is so that you don't have outsiders, particularly people that are not of the culture, trying to label whatever it is, you know. You don't know what it is. You don't know what the stories are. There's so many of them. And um, I think it's up to the women that are in the in the culture to decide what it is for them independently. Yeah. Collectively, doesn't work. Because uh, you have a whole lot of reasons and you have a whole lot of folk. Um, but P-Valley is, is one of those shows. And... Um, and uh, I thought I was going to put it on just to be able to lure myself, not, not, but to kind of, and now, mm-mm, one, two, shake them. Yep. Wendy says, I didn't do it, but it was two of them from where I grew up. And it's funny because it was a church not too far from me either. Wow. That's funny. Absolutely. I've been to a couple, a couple of them down here, the woman's body art. Man, hope her upper body strength. It's true. Absolutely. To, to be on that pole and swing like that, you got to you got to be strong. So there's athleticism. 
sexism that goes on. And FYI, Pop says tomorrow on Sunday, say hello, get a hug if you run into him in Brooklyn. He will be at Soul Summit in Fort Greene Park celebrating the 20th anniversary from 3 p.m. until the music stops. You know what? I have a great memory from uh, Fort Greene, that that party in the park. Have fun, Pop. Oshun governs the profession. I see. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. Let to shake him. <laughs> I'm open. I'll tell you something. I'm a connoisseur of the pole dance. I am. No way about it. So you can't make me feel no way about it. That's right. And I have seen some amazing athletes on these poles. And I'm talking about how it's almost like how the hell does she do that? You know. And it it is it, it's. it's Sex is so far off the equation for me when I'm seeing a girl sideways on a pole holding up with her look like a flag. Like the last thing I'm thinking about is sex. I'm thinking about what must she possess and how she's managing her body. You know, they talk about athletes or basketball players when they're shooting, how they have body control. This is the epitome of body control. Absolutely. You know. Shout out to the dancing girls. To the pole, um, I don't want to say pole worker. What is it? To the girls that know how to work the pole. Let me just say that. Shout out to the girls that work the pole. And um, shout out to everybody. I hope whatever you do this weekend, you stay safe. (laughs) I'm going to leave that right there, Pop. And. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, shake them. Oh, gee. Anyway, have a great weekend. God bless. Hi, everybody. You're in the basement with Javon and Therese. This is Melba Moore. No longer alone with my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. (laughs) One day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but, you know. (laughs) Yeah. But she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway. (laughs) No, she doesn't. She just wasn't even there, actually. But anyway. (laughs) All our bosses, though, Jay. <laughs> like, she's got our, and I'm going to send y'all some cologne. You can send me some cologne. Because, I mean, oh, you know. Cologne? <laughs> yeah. I, I will just in that. case I should be Shaka Khan, I want to smell really, you know, oh, nice. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, dokey, babe, whatever you say. <laughs> 
the time. So and we thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, thank well, thank you. you. This part, that little piece, I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself. <laughs> but no. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.